When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right then, well here we go, it's episode 183, with me Russell Guyver and a long lost stranger, Peter Marsh, you've not been on for a few episodes, no. welcome you've, back. You've, you've told me to get lost, you know, it's like, <laughs> I got sacked, you know, temporarily, but I've won the, I've won the court case, so I'm Absolutely. back again. Absolutely, <laughs> I'm only meeting you in secret in a, in a pub that nobody can find, which we love. Because we're in the snug. We are in the snug in a pub, but we're not going to mention the name of because it's no. too nice to share with everybody. And also the legal team told us not to. Yeah, yeah exactly. You, you, you can bribe us and we might give you the yeah. information. Anyway, welcome back, Peter. And welcome also to Alison, who was on the very last podcast we had. <laughs> and the one before And the one before. That. The matchday special. Should replace me or something? <laughs> She's yeah. the young, slicker version of you, yeah. Peter. Well, it doesn't um, take much, to be honest. <laughs> It's um yeah I mean, you were on the the West Ham and the Southampton match day specials. It's the lovely Alison Nicole. Yes. Welcome back. Thank you very much. Yes. Boo. Um, <laughs> and we've got so many football matches to talk about, haven't we? We've got the the game against um, against Spurs that went really Can I just well. Say, before, before it, we kind of commit the thing. I thought we were really insipid against Spurs. We yeah. offered nothing. We didn't and possibly to take a long hard look at himself because that team barely came up the change room. I think we should boo him. We yeah. should boo him definitely. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Which they're still talking about for God's sake. I mean, it's literally oh, still being talked about. Oh, it's, it's like about nuts. thirty people booed and they're still <laughs> talking about. I wish yeah. I could get that much publicity for West us. West Ham fans booed after that, the game against them, various ones. Other teams have booed. No one's mentioned it. Yeah, because no the manager didn't mention anything. No one's even mentioning Everton's booed. Yeah. They were doing uh, the uh, W gesture, do, shall we say. Yeah. They've been doing a, a lot more yeah. booing. Yeah. Yes, no one's talking about that. Anyway, there we go. So, so it's me, it's Peter. It's almost like the media have got some sort of gender. Yeah, I know. It's almost as if, isn't it? As if they've I can't believe that, though. No, definitely not. And are we part of the media now? We sort of are. Podcasters yeah. are now described as broadcasters. Yeah. Have you noticed that? No, they're interviewed on, on, on a punditry thing for Sky or somewhere. They're broadcasters. So we're broadcasters now, apparently. Yeah, there I think I am very broad. So actually doing a bit of um, gesticulation to their team, weren't they, from what I saw? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, why not? <laughs> so maybe we, should, maybe, maybe we should start laughing. I'm up for gesticulating. <laughs> Absolutely. Whoever's going on Boxing Day definitely start just escalating. <laughs> apparently, the like, ten people going because like the trains are not working and. Uh, I'm going to be gesticulating. Yeah, I'll, be, I'll be there. But that'll be at the, at the travel companies <laughs> for not allowing me to get down there. Yeah. The transport. Fuck you, trains. <laughs> so. Here we are then in the secret location, somewhere in London, down an alleyway somewhere. It's a great it's pub. It's a recording by the way. studio, honestly. It, it might as well be. It's brilliant. This is a great oldie body pub. We've had um, some lovely ales. It's one of those places that doesn't do the craft beers, but it does the real ales. You have IPAs and stuff like that, don't you? Be uh, cheers, by the way. Has a few pork pies and cheers, Alison. So, so I'm drinking pork lager shandy, lager shandy. <laughs> to make the most of the venue. Discerning. And <laughs> however, you have engaged with one of its finest features. Classic, proper classic pub food. Old, old school pub food. None of this shitty hot food. No, none of that. 
You, we're astonished to find, Alison, that you've never had, until this very eve, <laughs> a proper English pork no. pie. Or any pork pie. Or, or any, or any, or any pork, pork pie. pie. Even an <laughs> improper non-English pork pie. <laughs> but you've done so this evening. I have and, and I hear it's a favourable response. Well, yes, but I wouldn't like to have too much of a good thing. You but... mean like ordering two, which is what I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tasty, tasty to a point. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, not it's... to be overdone. You should no, go into marketing. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Pork pies, they're tasty to a point. <laughs> Occasional treats. How enticing is that? Once in a lifetime. Because, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm not one to overdo anything. <laughs> Except red wine. Except Albion. <laughs> yeah, everyone can overdo the Albion, but not at the moment because there's been no bloody games. No. So let's go on to that. So three games to talk about. One that should have happened and didn't because Spurs had a load of COVID cases, which was the... It's interesting what happens with the Tottenham game in the um, in the Europa League because they are not replaying that now, apparently. Yeah, that's right. So they, their so. game was called off in Wren, which was at the Spurs Stadium yeah. on the Thursday, and our game scheduled for Sunday was cancelled at the Amex. Um yeah, they, they can't fit it into the calendar because the French have a winter break and the schedule is so compressed in England that they can't fit it in either. So the game is not to be played now. It's being decreed. What that means in terms of connotations, we wait Because it basically means Vitesse, uh, their qualification depends on that. I mean, to me, Spurs have to lose if they're not going to play it. It was them that had to forfeit the game. Yeah. So they have the to time. lose because you can't knock Vitesse out because Spurs can Spurs had like COVID cases. To be honest, they probably wouldn't mind being kicked out, would they? Really, they've got to concentrate on the league to use the old yeah, cliche. It's the Euro- Europa Conference League. Who can? I mean, it's the first year of it, so maybe there's some. I don't know. Some I'm looking forward to Europa like 15 or 17 for league that's like we're going to get qualified for, and every, we can go to like the every year the, be the seven the seven to ninth place team in Moldova. We can go to away from home in the groups. The unremarkable upper mid table <laughs> conference league. I'm looking upper mid table is like quite extreme. okay. Lower mid table. Yeah. yeah. But I think the thing the thing hmm. is though it's beginning to sort of raise the question about you know if clubs can't put out a team due to COVID. At yeah. what point if say it's found that they've got insufficient numbers of players vaccinated as to whether they should be penalised and um, I think some sort of protocols perhaps need to be agreed at this point mm. because this is going to be an ongoing scenario so yeah, as we, as we hear that our thing. game at the weekend is potentially in it's doubt as well because I, you obviously, I, a lot of people have read the Times saying it is article on I didn't read the article, but I saw it on Twitter. Someone put it on, saying that us and United are two of the lowest, you know, kind of um, vaccinated teams. And I'm, and I'm like, I actually, in a lot of ways, agree with the fact that I think, in a way, you should be punished for it. On the other hand, is it fair to punish a company for their employers, employees, not breaking the law in a way? They're not. I mean, there's no law saying to be vaccinated. There's no kind of. It's a very difficult one, isn't it? Because. Yeah, and also what happens if you have a low number, but actually all the players who are vaccinated are the ones who get catch, catch COVID, which, you know, two vaccinations doesn't mean you can't catch them. It means, like, Sorry. you're actually still very, very vulnerable. And it so, can reinforce the anti-vaccines into yeah. having the vaccine as well. So it's, it's a very difficult situation to be in, I think, overall. And I think it's going to end up with the Premier League being delayed for a month or two. I mean, our, but, game, our game's the first game to be cancelled in the Premier League. Obviously, yeah. the Europa game with Spurs was before that. Um, no, old Tottenham Bellingham was of course of snow wasn't it yeah, yeah that's thing. right yeah um, and there's been I mean there's some other games under threat 
Uh, Man United's game with Brentford on Tuesday. And also our, our, our game, game with United at the weekend. I mean, even our game with Wolves on Wednesday this week, we're recording this on the Monday before that, um, is potentially subject to cancellation because we've got arguably, according to various rumours, up to anything up to six players maybe yeah. COVID positive at the moment, whether that's on LFTs or ECRs, I don't know. But ABCs. ABCs. It's <laughs> easy. One, two, three. <laughs> Or, or is it a 4-3-3? Four, four, three, three? <laughs> Something like that. But who knows? I'm, I'm now not going to the, the game on Wednesday anyway because of uh, logistical reasons with, to do with work. And I'm not well, going to United anyway. I, I wasn't Alex, going you're, anyway. You're not you're going anyway. But United have now cancelled because of like, COVID. And... Oh, so you cancelled United because well, of COVID. Well, yeah. we only paid for the ticket, so everything else was like all not paid for. So, right. paid for, so. so just the match ticket. Yeah. yeah. And Alison, you are, as it stands, going as to United. Stands, staying I'm with a friend, aren't you? planning to go to Wolves and um, the Man U game, but I, yeah. I'm increasingly hearing about people are getting a bit doubtful, you know, mm. beginning to wonder whether this close to Christmas they want to risk yeah. exposing themselves. Um, and Generally. <laughs> and also to COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I'm prone to do that at this time of year myself. <laughs> you surprised me. <laughs> And, yeah, and lots of other people. I, I've heard, yeah, crowds could be down because a lot what of people seem are. to um, be, be questioning out the crowd. Sorry. <laughs> whether, whether they want to take the chance, um, you know, with as we approach Christmas and what could then yeah. potentially give them isolation hmm. over over Christmas. But also, um, potentially, who knows what this, this variant is like as well. It's like, it's not just not being, you know, not going to go out at Christmas, but also... Who knows what it's going to be like? Yeah. I mean, we've, not, we've not mentioned it on there, so we should do Omicron. I don't what think a did we mention. We might have mentioned it before, but I don't know. Omicron, yes, that is the new variant. What a wanker! We know it. <laughs> moronic, of course. The anagram. If everyone else is mentioning, we might as well as well. Um, moronic doesn't really fit, does it? Like bastards, better, isn't it? Yeah. Or something like that. But I have to say, I, I can take part of the blame for this because. <laughs> I having what, had two, spread of having had two two wow. cancelled um, two delayed weddings. Yeah, we've now obviously set a date for next year, and then I stopped me and my, my fiance started just like planning our stag and Hindus for next year, yeah. and then Omicron came along. So I think it's like it's all your fault. Peter. Yeah, it's all our fault. You know, it's like it's fate's not want to just get married. And definitely do. take the blame. <laughs> But we, yeah, I mean, it's definitely more an aggressive spreader, but we don't know yeah. how potent, how virulent. Is, is, is it as potent as Albion? So we're safer. Yeah. Yeah. Is it as potent as Jürgen Lacardia? That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think everything. And everybody who, who actually is, may have, I'm starting as potent as that. may have starting on Wednesday if the rumours are true about Mope being, uh, mm. <laughs> being like, infected. Who uh, knows if that's true or not, but I've heard rumours that he might be one of the ones yeah. with COVID. If that's the case, Lacardi has to like, start to score a hat trick. <laughs> as you said, we're recording, we're recording this Monday. By the time this goes out, you may or may not have heard it uh, as you listen, but um, we're putting it out before Wednesday's game. Um, we're not going to do a head-to-head and all the whole predictions for Wolves because we don't even know what's going to happen. Other than to say, I think we've got a quite good record against I them. predict Jimenez won't score. Yes, because Jimenez got sent off in the last game. So, again, typically, you know, you can imagine that will get called off now because that would have been a big bonus, Jimenez not being able to play. Although well, we'll have a lot of players back if they Jimenez True, true, yeah. So there's swings and roundabouts with this one, but I, I'm not sure how it's going to pan out. However, it's pretty frustrating. The general plan for the next few weeks is 
as you said, Alison, up in the air. We don't really know, do we? No. It's it's completely. I know. I, 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 set, I set out thinking I was going to do seven games in December. I had tickets for all seven, <laughs> but I, I'm rapidly thinking, oh, you know, it could, that could be. Are you taking diminishing. a boot if you play on Wednesday? You might get a game. <laughs> At least on a bench, there's a lot of subs. You, know, you may well get on a bench. Mm. Yeah, it's worth thinking about. Yeah, if it gets that desperate. Yeah, you really don't know. But in the meantime, there were some games at the weekend apart from ours. We are now, unfortunately, due to having a game in hand and other results not going up the way we would have liked, down to the bottom half of the table. Well, I'd rather I'm, I'm have been down to and not have Palace win. True, yeah. Palace beat, was it Everton, wasn't it? 3 1. So Damare Gray with his goal against us. He scored against <laughs> us, didn't he? And then he basically sets up Palace's goal, or Palace's goals. Dreadful. These people, Dreadful it's almost like these people are set up to try and put them above us. It's yeah. like they're literally like kind of transferred to a place to try and like help yeah. them be above us. We're down to 11th, a record low for the season. I feel nauseous being so low down, don't you guys? Well, we were out, we were out position at half time at Burnley, I'm sure. Lower oh, half times don't count. Neither do game in hand scenarios, so we're still top half as far as I'm concerned. We would have beaten Tottenham. Game in half scenario. <laughs> game in hand scenario, sorry, yes. Um, but yeah, so we've dropped down a little bit. But the ultimate fact is we are still 10 points and a very, very vigorously advantageous goal difference, better off than Newcastle and Can I, can I say one very amusing result of the weekend? Yeah. Leicester 4, Newcastle 0. Yes, indeed. Newcastle yeah. after they, you know, their big win against the bounce Burnley. The back is on, isn't it? You know, they were kind of fighting back, they were like kind of coming back and then they got stuffed for like a, a very average Leicester team who have had a really average season and have been knocked out of Europe three days earlier. That did mean and they got absolutely us, stuffed. Mm. Yeah, that did mean that Leicester overtook us, but nonetheless, yeah. yes, so. I was very and, and, and remember, we are playing them ourselves in January, so you might have to <laughs> eat your words. <laughs> no, I, it means I can say it more now, and then... Uh, well, everyone know. will forget, at least we're we'll, not recording we'll this or, yes, or anything. We'll you know. yes. Imagine if it was recorded, then... Clearly you're predicting a very winnable game at Leicester, then. Mm. No, I just said to say to me that Newcastle lose. <laughs> They've moved above Leeds in my uh, dislike in teams. Even above Palace, actually. I'd been, right. I prefer Palace to people who murder people. Oh, so. Newcastle, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, indeed, there is that. However, no. would you like me to fuel the fans of your Leeds hatred again, Peter? I was listening. I feel to... like I've drifted up away from it. <laughs> as they've struggled and they've not let written me, anything. Let, let me get I you feel back. like I kind of like don't want to get back into I'll it. I'll get you back on course. It's not healthy. I, I want to drag Alison in on this before she goes for the, uh, the end of the first part. But I was listening to the Brentford podcast with our good friend Billy DeBee, who we had on the podcast a few weeks ago. He was listening to The Square Ball, which is a, a prominent Leeds podcast, on his way up to Leeds, on the way to the game. Is that, is that what they use for football, or is that actually what they've got in there internally? <laughs> Who knows? I mean, it doesn't sound like the right shape for a ball, does it? Either way. <laughs> Either a, way, it's like... It a, is actually a bit of a weird name for a podcast. Anyway, not, not, neither here nor there. They were driving up to their game, the, the podcaster boys, listening to very derogatory comments from a Leeds podcast. This isn't just normal Leeds fans. It's a Leeds podcast saying that they don't belong in the division, they don't deserve to be there, they shouldn't be there, they're not a proper club for the Premier League. All of that stuff. All the stuff that we've got as well. Yeah. Um, They do really not help themselves, do they? And Brentford were apoplectic. They really wanted to win that game. They came from, I think they came from behind to lead 2-1. 
cannot, who they already hate, the Leeds fans, then scores and protests and does pointing gestures, point at me gestures, point at the ground gestures to wind up the Leeds fans, who threw a a large number of um, objects onto the pitch. There were people... There were people standing on the perimeter. It was all getting pretty nasty. And one of them hit Canos, who, who then went over in a, a, a Brazilian style, shall we say. Uh, I don't think he was hurt by an open bottle of liquid. Of but um, Yeah, something like that. Right, backing up Paul Barber's... Uh, Definitely. But, yeah, I mean, don't, no, no bottle tops. Let's not have the bottle tops. John, you'll appreciate that if you're listening. Anyway, um... And so it all got pretty unsavoury. And the only thing that was a gutter for Brentford and for all of us neutrals was that Leeds then scored an equaliser with the returning substitute appearance by Patrick Bamford. So it ended 2 all. Probably the result suited us at the time. This is the weekend before last, by the way, this game. Um, but nonetheless, they've covered themselves in glory yet again. Brentford, who are friends of everyone, were really irked. If you're irking Brentford... I say that's a really great word again. I love irked. It's not, it's not used enough. And if I'm irked, it's not used more. <laughs> I am irked, it's not used more. And if, you, if you're winding up Brentford, they're a great club with great fans. Alison, you've got friends we chatted to in the pre-match podcast, if yes. listeners, keen listeners will remember. Really nice to chat to them. They're a great club, they've yeah, got great no, fans. I, I, they don't deserve that. If anyone doesn't... Spot. Yeah, if, if anyone doesn't deserve to be there, it's what? the arrogant morons, it's what, not the lovely clubs. What is it with this whole kind of idea of deserving Premier League? If you get promoted from Premier League yeah, what does that mean? and you stay up, Brentford you deserve Premier default. League. It's all bollocks. It's like, just because you weren't around in, you weren't top flight in 1932 or something like that, or you yeah. weren't doing this and doing that, what the fuck does that well, mean? They are, of course, champions of Europe. They were never champions yeah. of Europe, but you know, that, yeah. Europe being a very but small place. You are, you deserve it if you've got up there. It's, like, it's all bollocks. It's just a Sheffield Wednesday team as well, and Derby, oh, and all the yeah. other clubs who are like, oh, well, you know, it's a shame the bigger clubs like the Premier League. Well, no, because the clubs like Brighton, Bournemouth, Brentford deserve to be in that league because they've earned it. Hey, they can have their place in the sun on a brief period yeah. if that's what that is. But unless they've been incredibly lucky, they deserve to be there. Yeah. They're a well-run club. Brentford's well-run. Brighton's well-run. Yeah. And Brentford have been pushing on, on the edge of the, play, of the playoffs and the playoffs oh, and that sort of thing time, for quite yeah. a long time. Yeah. They weren't just like a fluke who got up. I mean, Huddersfield, for example, came up randomly one season. They, they, I'm not saying they didn't deserve it, but they, they literally kind of got into the playoffs. They had a good season. That was it. Brentford have been pushing for like three or four years and almost got there a few times. Hmm. Before, I mean, even like been quite hard before when we were in the front division still. What do, what do you think, Alison, about this kind of this entitlement, this arrogance, this big club it's quite often a northern thing isn't it this brashness and not necessarily entirely that but Yorkshire does seem to be very prevalent in this for example that's true because you can't I mean obviously when you look at the divisions from you know earlier times you know there there were clubs like Blackpool for example weren't they up there in the higher leagues higher division for many years but their fans aren't dickheads no but you know you have have to accept that you know teams go up, teams come down, and yeah. Um, yeah. things doesn't stay the same forever. Mm. Just cause, just because yeah, just because you're yeah. and a lot of the time you think these people like to work things that happened before they were alive as well. Yeah, it's like yeah, Brentford deserved to be in Premier League because they got promoted last year. Mm. Pure and simple. There's no kind of question mark over it. There's they, they're a good cl- they're a great club anyway. I really like them. Although obviously Tony Bloom and uh, their owner are not <laughs> probably best friends, yeah. but. They, they deserve to be in Premier League well, because they, they, they don't serve beer in the away at fan oh, tents. That's, that's a point of contention. Is, in is fact, that a reason the they don't fans are not happy about it either. 
they're, they're, the ones I've spoken to have said they're, they're annoyed that it's not served um, in the away end, the Brentford fans. Why is that then? No, it's well, why are they annoyed? Just because they think it's not fair, because they yeah. can go to away games and have drinks. They yeah. think it's only fair that their, their visiting supporters to their ground should have the same. Yeah. So there was, there was a picture in the week, wasn't there, about mm. some club? Was it in Germany where they do mm. the same, and the home fans were sort of passing beers to the away oh, really? fans? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I saw oh, a picture this is in the, the week. Kind of stories I love. Um, yeah, I don't know where that. I got that from, but yeah, I yeah, I, I think it's it's true, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, you. I'm not quite sure what that's all all mm. about at Brentford. Yeah, no, I, I don't know, but I, I sure as hell hope that. They stay up. I'm, I'm sure we will as well. Yeah, and it'll be a great way because you missed it this season. Yeah, I missed it this year. Really want to, for your sake. I want us to have a chance. Maybe the FA Cup anyway this year. But one, I'm sure we will play them again at some point. Yeah. Definitely. Like, yeah. And not, yeah, not, like, not that it actually impacted too much on our drinking on the day. <laughs> but um, we had quite a good day anyway, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, I, so. I, I was left like let down with my selfish fiance being ill. You know, it's like you know, <laughs> yeah, so how dare I she? Mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> to be fair, um, Wench was ill. Friend of the show friend of ours Wedge he was ill as well but he made it along to that game he hasn't been to a match since then this is a guy who's a season ticket holder and a regular away day guy we've mentioned him before I'm going to mention him again best of luck to you Wedge in your recovery apparently he's on the mend we hope so hopefully he can make it to his next targeted game which apparently is Chelsea away and that is actually my next game because I'm not going to Wolves regardless I'm not going to Man United and I'm not going to Brentford because it's inconvenient for Boxing Day um, so it'll be Chelsea on the 29th and Alison you'll be there and I think Peter you'll be there as well no Peter won't be there but Alison I'll be there with you yeah. match day special could Absol- be could absolutely I, I Let, think so. let's, let's hope it happens we've had some really good feedback about the match day special so we're, we're tempted to carry them on aren't we because yeah, it involves us just hitting record while we drink beer and watch football mm. and, and celebrate draws <laughs> yes. with last minute equalisers by Neil yes. Morpe yeah but so, so I think my, my next game might be February at this rate. February? Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Lightweight. Uh, oh, that's controversial. On that note? Yes. Well, there we go. That's the end of the first part. Alison, thanks for joining us. You're off now. Yes. Um, Talking of lightweight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, part one is, you know. So there we go. So that's the end of part one. We'll be back after a brief break where we'll probably get some more beers, won't we, Peter? I think the bell went. Never mind that. We'll force our way to the bar. Anyway, cheers. Right, here we are then, part two. Alison has departed. Peter, you're still with me in the secret pub location. In person, not in spirit. <laughs> As we continue to discuss football matters in general while we're waiting for something Albion-related to happen. So I mean, one of the big things was Tracy Crouch, MP, proposals for an independent regulatory body, body for football, a 47-point plan. The media and the football world seemingly happy with up to 25 of these Provisos um, for a more uh, well, uh, proviso, Sorry for more of them, um, but four staunch dissenters: Christian Perslow of Villa, Steve Parrish of our old friends Crystal Fallis. Sorry, did I say Fallis? Men, men Palace. Karen Brady, of course, of course, Karen Brady from uh, from Wetsham, and Angus Kinnear of another of our favourite clubs, Leeds United. Um, descriptions of Maoist uh, policies ridiculous. 
they're trying, the proposal is to have an independent regulatory body. We need that. We need a version of that. I think most people, if not all, would agree. And there's people resisting it. They're resisting it for their own agenda. I think it's also talk about not having parachute payments, that sort of thing as well, which hmm. that's, I think, probably where, partly where the Maoist thing comes as well, which I would completely agree with. I think there should be reforms of parachute payments, there should be reform of, I mean, I've, I've literally thought for, for, for 20 years, sort of thing, that there should be like a reform to the Premier League started of, like, of finances in football. I would be a hypocrite if I didn't think that now without being in the Premier League. It's ridiculous the way all the money goes into the Premier League and doesn't go into anywhere else. Yeah. And parachute payments is a you know, kind of a manifestation of that because it means that the clubs who go down get the money to yes, some don't, some screw up and that sort of thing, but and a lot of them only two of them came back up last season. Bournemouth are looking like very likely to come back down up this season. Fulham are, uh, Fulham Bournemouth fresh from the like top three in the Premier Championship. I don't want a league where it's like 25 teams and that's it and it's like depends on the... No, but I think, I think her proposals are to make it more... That's what I'm saying. Fluid. I don't want a league like that so yeah. I, I want... Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it's a lot more interesting than what she's talking about than the shit that we've had basically like, you know, recently and in the old days where mm. there are like kind of four or five teams who could come up and that's it and they're like parachute payments. I mean, it, it makes you realise how well we did to come back up to come up to us. It's like... Yeah, because you're breaking through a cycle, aren't you? Yeah. To get there. There's, there's artificial walls, glass ceilings, you could say. Unless you're Wolves and you throw money at Neves, like, to Neves yeah. and that sort of thing in the championship, which is... Mm. I mean, for all the fact that Wolves have done well, they they basically won paid for that championship with their yeah. the, the players they bought. Other clubs as well, Reading yeah. throw money at it, QPR threw money at it, and it came they came a crop of Derby have thrown money at yeah. it. Mel Morris eventually has pulled rank on it. He stopped spending money, and look where they are. They could be going out of business. They didn't time. even make it up after all that by chance, but now yeah, they could go out of business. They've twenty points away from safety, I think it is, as we speak. Um, but it's not even that's not the biggest problem the biggest problem is they could be actually out of business yeah I mean they're, they're a couple of hundred million in debt or something like that it's a fantastic state of affairs isn't it yeah it's going to a really bad state um, I mean it definitely needs reform we do need a regulatory body there's no doubt about that Whether this is they, need to, they need to enforce their own rules as well I mean the whole you know kind of parachute payments or whole kind of like you know kind of debt and that sort of thing and it has to be said that our you know certain rivals of ours who are always based about being above us in the league and that mm. sort of thing they've basically ripped off John's ambulance they've ripped off various other kind of like predators and that sort of thing who yeah. maybe aren't yeah. quite charities but they're still pretty you know does it, need the money that they would have paid them and yet they should not be anywhere near where they are because they've been they basically reinvented themselves by administration and then come back again yeah mentioning loot uh, mentioning um Derby, I think Luton, and there's another another club involved too, who are owed loads of money from previous transfer yeah. arrangements, and it's just a disgraceful set of set of affairs. I think the um, the what they call the um, what what's, what's the um, the ownership test, the owners and directors oh, proper test. persons test. Yeah, but it's called owners and directors, isn't it officially? But whatever it's called. It's a farce, isn't it? Really, if you got convicted, I mean, so if if Newcastle can get through, then anyone can. Yeah, exactly. If you, if murder people's allowed, yeah, then there does seem to be a genuine thrust towards resisting giving money, giving business I mean, to Newcastle. Let's in be honest. January. Let's be honest. But in if, the end, if Newcastle are allowed, then anyone else with a credit could murder them, and that's fine because hmm. apparently that's okay to murder people and murder journalists and murder like anyone you want and execute people, dissidents, and that sort of thing. So if your new card's not allowed, then you might as well just like have creditors, but you can murder them, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah. For Derby, I mean, it's, it's a thing where you, you can sympathise with the ordinary, honest fan who just wants to see their team do well. But Mel Morris has spent 
200 million and they, pounds and they thrown it, they bought the mine. training ground and they sold it and yeah. then yeah. the ground sold as well it's like that's been permitted yeah. because of a new charter which is was always crazy the yeah league. the Premier League set that charter up but it's Football League agreed to it as well because it's like they were yeah, in the Football League at the time but the EFL didn't have that before the Premier League set that up as a thing yeah. and the EFL agreed to but it but they agreed because, to it though yeah but who's who's pulling the strings that's the problem they have to agree and, to and it. that's the big issue with the whole thing because you see the kind of like and we're not we're less prone to this now because we've got a very you know high level academy but mm. The Premier League basically threatens the Football League with, you know, we'll give you a bit of extra money if you do this, but then we'll take all your like your best young players. We'll do this, we'll do that, yeah. and it's just Premier League. Actually, to be honest, as a, as a league, although we're in it, sickens me. It's it's everything that's wrong with football this, these days, and yeah, I'm, I'm sure that we, you know, as a club while we're in it, would defend it, but. It, Generally, it's it's all that's wrong with football these days. And the media don't help; they just feed into the frenzy. And the media are only important in Premier League, don't they? Which is why it happens. You know, oh, it's completely, like... completely Premier League centric, isn't it? Yeah. Even and also that, top six centric as well. I was yeah. Say, within that, the Albion, we we just don't get any of the praise. A couple of the podcasts I've listened to recently have said things like West Ham should have should have put Brighton to bed easily. Why? As someone I was chatting to as a West Ham season ticket holder said we're the best team they've had down there all season. Bearing in mind they've had Liverpool and Chelsea, yeah. you know, you're thinking, well, really? Yeah. Who, who's saying that? And also, it's on like, what basis are they saying they who, should have Who put are these us to people bed? saying that when they've not beaten us previously in eight yeah. previous times? So, so why, would, why saying, should they? Oh, we should be prime. Well, we've only lost three, four games a season, three games. So it's three games a season, yeah. and we've never lost to West Ham Premier League. Hmm. Why should they be beating us? Exactly. On the basis of what? You know, we're playing better than we have in previous seasons, so it's not as if we're worse and they're better. They're better, yes, but we're not worse, we're better as well. So yeah, it's the thing, it's like for all the fact we've not won in ten, we've not lost we only lost two of those. Yeah. And, and one was to City and, and the other one was to like Stephen Gerrard's first game at Villa. So it's like we're not exactly you know, I can understand teams wouldn't to lose to us after the rub we've had, but to to not want to, yeah. to to not be annoyed about the drawing with us is the media Gender really annoys me. I think the athletics got a lot of good things to say for itself. I mean, yes, it's bombarding the punditry world a little bit, but there's a lot of good stuff on there. I listen to their podcast that they do, which is a generic one, and they've got Dan, somebody or other, he's a Villa fan, he seems to be everywhere at the moment. Terrible hair, not that I can talk. But anyway, he's um, he's very uh, kind of very uh, not entitled, but it seems like it's a big club back in the big division and it almost feels as if yeah we should be here but it's been far too long now we're back and that, there's that whole vibe about that I'm, I'm not saying he's a bad journalist that's Leeds he's not. You know, uh, no Villa, Villa oh Villa sorry yeah, yeah well, Leeds as well it's like yeah. that but you know they're saying oh yeah Brighton were poor they came to our place they were poor yeah well, we were poor we've, we've been good at other games so were they you know? to be fair yeah he, he's reading it on one game he's seen if, if you're a journalist, if you're a pundit, if you're a yeah. podcaster of a national level, well, Villa, not us, Villa are national. quite high up there with, with, with Leeds in terms of arrogance. It's like quite. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And it's, it, I'm just thinking, where have you been the last few years? And, you know, even, even the fans, you just think, well, that, the, 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 the end of that game, when they were 0 0 for ages, they get the late goals, suddenly they're celebrating, suddenly they're full of bravado. But, yeah, they suddenly may- Leeds, have, Leeds have got. 10,000 fans again more than they had no, that's beforehand the I don't get this whole thing like kind of comments from like Palace fans Leeds fans Villa fans that sort of thing about where we get our extra fans from really well none of you got anywhere near the Palace got like about 12, 15,000 in the yeah, we, championship we've had more fans in Palace yeah. for decades now yeah Leeds 
were getting like 25,000 at Ellen Road when I was going to championship when they were pretty average mid-table teams. Suddenly they're now filling, filling it up. Villa are the same. And, hmm. You know, it's like, well, hang on a minute. So you're basically saying that, saying, well, that we're, we're all like kind of like, we we're Johnny well, we're Come Lately fans. Well, we, we've been fans who fought through our club when we were going out of business yeah. and like been, been lower league. Tra- we had 23,000 season ticket holders in the shit division. Yeah. Uh, sorry, shit, shit season with Hoopier. Yeah. Uh, okay, they, they bought those before they now. And they carried the on though the next season. They the carried on them. The yeah. Season. And we, but we also had those a lot of those fans when we were like going out of business and going, and, you know, mm. yeah. All this thing about Brighton and you get like six thousand, seven thousand at Whiftie. I mean, well, we, we didn't have six thousand, seven thousand dependent that sort of thing. How small actually are we compared yeah. to them? Everyone assumes that we're smaller just because of history. But yeah, we've got a big catchment area. We've got lots of fans. We've had lots of fans on the waiting list. We've been outnumbering Leeds and Palace fans for years and years. Yes, Leeds have got bigger grounds so they can now get bigger crowds. Now they're finally back in the Premier League. Um, Hopefully not for too long, although they probably will be. But... um, you know, it's, it's, it's very infuriating. It really is, yeah. And not, you you're, you're reigniting my anti anti Leeds thing now. <laughs> it's not fair. That was the whole point of the uh, I'm, I'm, podcast. Yeah, you're bringing back some of the bloke I met in the in the in the news agent. <laughs> I think it was who was. Oh, that who, one. Yeah. yeah, who we you've heard about many yeah. times. He was. Uh, <laughs> You know, kind of oh yeah, bright. You know, well if you if you when we lost like to the last minute handball goal, mm. uh, which was clearly handball to the point where they showed on a replay on the screen, and then realised they couldn't show it again because it was yeah. so blatantly handball. This thing with the Brentford um, guys, you know, you don't deserve to be in the division. What the hell are they talking it's about? Complete bollocks. Yeah, they they deserve it more than ever than virtually every other club, um, amongst the current Premier League, the current top two divisions, because they've had to fight against yeah. the odds. They've organised, they've been very well supported, they've worked well. But Leeds ones were in League One, so they, they, they fought for it as well, you know, they, they were like... <laughs> yes, of course, of course. It's a tough it. life being in League One, you but know. No, going year on year, carrying on going, managing yeah. to keep the momentum going... They've been brilliant, Brentford. No, absolutely, I mean, completely, any sort of... Any team who said any team... If you, if you, if you get Premier League, you deserve to be Premier League. Yeah. People and if you don't get promoted... If you don't get to... Right off. If you don't deserve to be in the Premier League because you don't go up, you know, just because you are historically a big team does not mean you deserve to be in the Premier League. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. And if we go down this year or next year, we don't deserve the Premier League because we've gone down. Mm, yeah, as simple as that. It's no kind of like, oh, we should have done this, we should have done this. No, if you if you if football is played on the pitch, it's not played in some people's mind about who is a big club and who's not a big club. Well, that's lighten the mood by something else that doesn't wind me up at all. Cup TV schedules. Yeah. So, this is what... Are you upset that we're playing three o'clock Saturday? Is that kind of like... <laughs> no, that wasn't a surprise, I have to say. However, just just to say, I mean, you've got to admit, first of all, a number of non-league teams were put on TV in the last round, the first round, in the second round. Um, so, yeah, Boreham against St Albans, that was on TV, and that was interesting. It's a local derby, and... Um, Boreham Wood against St Albans. Yeah, yeah. Just so, to prove we are at a pub, even though we didn't name the name. <laughs> um, and it was 4 0 in the end. St Albans, the smaller team, the division Stolbans. below. St Albans. St Albans. St Albans City. Verilamium. <laughs> they, they're from the division below. They had a thousand tickets put on sale for them in the away end. Sold out in 20 seconds or something. something no, it wasn't that much. It was two minutes, I think. They sold out a thousand tickets. This is a non-league team playing away to another non-league team. Admittedly, a local one, division above, but still, you know, traditionally St Albans, through history, is the bigger club. Boreham Wood, in the recent era, of course, 
is the bigger club. But 1,250 they ended up with. And, um, yeah, it, it, to no avail. They lost 4-0. That, that was a great occasion. That was great watching them. Kidderminster, they, their game was on TV. Those sides have really good draws, Borough yeah. and Kidderminster. They didn't get on. Is it because is it because of the TV in the previous round? Yeah. No, it's Probably. because of, it's because of the yeah. Who cares about the FA Cup in terms of who watches? Here's a chance to put on an all Premier League affair. Yeah. Boring, boring, boring. Yeah, boring, boring, exactly, boring. Exactly. I mean, my first thought of the West Brom goal was boring, and it wasn't arrogance of like, oh my god, it's mm. like we, it was literally like I don't think West Brom fans would be interested in that either. No, it literally be like I the went West, on a, I went both of us. That's exactly what I thought. They so, will be bored as well. None some of, of them neither of us outside the top three. We played you recently with, you know, it's, a, it's an irrelevant draw. Both of us were thinking, well, we could easily get knocked out by the other team and have nothing in the cup this year. Yeah. It's not. I probably would go if I lived in West Bromwich and I, and I was a West Brom fan. I probably would go. If you lived in West the, Bromwich, or if it's by the chance. Way, <laughs> well, no, if I was a West Brom fan and I was West Bromwich or or if I was a bright as I am and I was oh, a Brighton, okay, okay, okay. I probably would go because it's there. But I wouldn't go to an away game and I wouldn't it's go. Not to, attractive, is it for either team? No. And I did go on and the forums, and that's yeah. It's not. We're not talking about from what I'm I don't think West Brom fans are interested as well. No, they're like, not. I, I went on there and they, they were saying, "Oh, you know, top three are great." Apart from that, it's not all that. I think there's a bit of bravado. <laughs> Other people then shouted that guy down, saying, "No, Brighton are very good." To be fair. However, it's still, be our reserves. it's still not attractive. And it'll be our reserves as well. It's reserves. It's only the third round. It'll so probably be their reserves as well exactly. because they're... And if you win the game, you're only into the fourth round, you know. And you've got a lot Although of last time we, get, we, we did beat West Brom in the cup, we got to Wembley, so maybe we should try and make it more yeah. seriously. Get Andoni on, he can elbow someone in the face and get away with it. That was mentioned, I think I, I listened to that earlier, someone <laughs> yeah. said that earlier, yeah. 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 But... Oh, the arrogance really, really bugs me. Of oh, you, of, I mean, you know my views on Leeds and... Can I just say, though, if yeah. I was given the choice of Leeds, Palace or Newcastle going next year, I would choose Newcastle. Yeah, I think I, think I would. I think I would. As, as well. much as I would love Palace to go down, as much as I'd love Leeds to go down, yeah. as much as I'd love races at Burnley to go down, Newcastle would be And it's nothing against so nice much. Newcastle fans, whatever that means. I think they've so, all stopped sort of anyway now, haven't they? Exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, the whole thing's just disgusting and but, yeah but they, I would love them in the words of Kevin Keegan I would love it love it if they went down going back to the TV schedule just just one other round though I mean obviously you know, it's it's the romance of the cup in the early rounds cliches and all that but third round it's still about those games yeah that's the whole I thing I would yeah. rather watch Chelsea against Chesterfield well having been the lower league team for a long time exactly Chelsea-Chesterfield I, I want to see that game Chesterfield have not been on TV this year OK Chelsea might win at 10-0 but the fact is there's that dream there's that possibility yeah. it could be at Chesterfield at home to Chelsea that would be more attractive for the TV company. I think it probably would be yeah but is there any more chance that they're going to win it they're probably not. slightly at home it's, it's, maybe a bit but they'll still be 5 down but then half-time. on that basis they wouldn't have showed Chelsea-Bradford and Chelsea obviously lost to Bradford yeah. like 10 years ago it was. I don't want to see Prem versus Prem no it's, it's a completely ridiculous and it's only the idiot idiot TV people who well the problem is the, the, the morons who watch it who don't know about football who it, care about just their there's team there's two problems BBC and ITV have got most of the rights this year they don't get to show yeah. Premier League for Premier League games so they're squirting themselves to watch but even though, but even they don't care about their fans don't care about that because it would be a reserve against yeah. reserve anyway I don't understand it's like it's irrelevant because Chelsea won't play their first team against Chesterfield and Chelsea, and Exo their first team against Exeter it's like well why not show the Chester, Chelsea second team against Chesterfield because mm. you never know they might just nick it they might mm. It's a story, it. isn't it? And I don't, I don't want to see. I would love it if Chesterfield won that because it will look such idiots if they do. Yeah, true. And 
Yeah, I mean, much as I didn't like Jetta for the day. <laughs> Another team. I, I have a lot of teams I didn't like, but uh, I know you're a spiteful man, Peter. But no, I mean, obviously Chesterfield were not our favourite team at one point. No, exactly. I was there that day when they the guy died to get Oway sent off, and then they won in the ninety fifth minute. <laughs> Whatever. I'm not. I'm not forgiven for that. I also was there for Joe Gatting winning it for us in the ninety fifth minute as well. So you know how to live. Yeah, I've I've lived a wild life. <laughs> See a Joe Gatting goal is like living is not, living a quite wild life. What fucks me about the TV shadowing is um, the the romance, the intrigue, having a, a different team on yeah. TV. There'll be a lot of attraction to that. It's probably pretty much equivalent. And also, your money you're paying them is actually making a big difference as well. well. I was going to say because the it's attraction, like, you'll probably get roughly the same numbers for generic Premier League fans who will watch any of the Premier League games. Versus the neutral two. I'd be much rather I'd much rather to watch Chelsea Chesterfield than yeah. a game that is Premier League, all the, Premier League. The who be, cares? The numbers will be similar, is what I'm saying. There might even be more people. There'll be different people, but yeah, there'll be different people. And what's more important, as you just said, is the money is going to the non-league clubs. Now, I've loved some of the gestures that have come up where teams. I think it was a year ago or two years. No, it must have been two years ago because of COVID where teams weren't selected for TV and the Premier League or Championship Club has donated their share of the income to the non-league or lower league club on the basis that they're missing out on TV money they possibly should or could have had. And I think that's, that's great. That's what we really need, isn't it? Yeah. But there we go, that's that rant. The only other thing to quickly mention is... Loneys. Loan Watch um, and other general news. I'll mention Worthing. They've got a tool drawer at Haringey. I was hoping to go, had to work. Missed it. Not the greatest result. They then got a 3-0 win at Brightling Sea. So Worthing are now five or six points clear at the top. So things are going well for them still. Lewis, I think, I've lost track of what they were doing, but they're doing okay in general. I think the women's team as well. Um, loan Watch, though, for the Albion men's loanees out and about. Ryan Longman, early goal for them. Uh, Van Hecker as well, and you had another one as well. Talk us through the uh, the Lone Watch stuff. Yeah, so Ryan Longman obviously got an early goal for Hull against Bristol City in a two-all draw, I think it was in the yeah, end. Yeah, in the end, yeah. Um, Van Hecker got a goal in a 2-1 win for Blackburn against Someone who was actually reasonably good, I think, in the end. No, away like, to Bournemouth. Away to Bournemouth. Oh, yeah. two 0 win. I think, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bournemouth. Yeah, Brilliant. he got the. That was the second goal. Um, yeah, so it was part of defence that kept a clean sheet against Bournemouth as well, and Kadra played up front, so we had a, yeah. a good, good showing there. And he's going. Um, he's going rave reviews. He yeah. was interviewed during the week as well for Sky Sports, I think it was. Um, and then Teddy Jenks scored for Aberdeen against St Johnson. I think got one of the goals, and also uh, Matoma got a assist for. U- USG I'm just going to say USG <laughs> rather than going being a bit like crazy um, and I'm going to say USG and yeah they carry on being top of the Belgian league I mean Tony Bloom has done top pretty well there to be honest that is a success story if ever there was one wasn't it he's almost done better with them or maybe he oh he has done better, yeah I mean the top else. of the league I mean, he has done better I, mean, I know really I know but the proportions and the scope for success is different isn't it you can certainly step up certain rungs yeah. of the ladder in England without getting through others Belgium maybe not so much oh maybe Bel- you know Belgium's a swear word a hitchhiker guide to galaxy <laughs> that could be a good way you know, kind of yes, a indeed, yeah. so I mean that, that pretty much sums it on my end Any, anything more your ends Peter from no it just uh, I don't know we should see what sort of team we put on Wednesday if we actually have one if we have to play mm. <laughs> 
because if there's like literally like four, five, six COVID cases and a lot of injuries, so who's left, you know? And I, I actually am thinking about like going to the game, even though I'm not wasn't planning on going for it as a player. One I've actually been offered a contract for like five months now. <laughs> Go for it. Sixty one, grand a week, you know, one pretty thing good. I just remembered as well, Champions League. Two things: Barcelona miss out. What a shame. Gutted for them. More money lost and big numbers. Oh dear. Oh well. You know, etc. The other thing is Champions League draw today. What a cock up. <laughs> I know it's a How did Chelsea finish about getting Lille both times as well? That's like. <laughs> if anyone doesn't know, basically uh, the draw came out. Chelsea got Lille, Sporting got. Who was it? I can't remember now. Real Madrid. No, Benfica got. Benfica got Barcelona. No, but Real Madrid, didn't they? Yeah. And then Real Madrid then got. And United got PSG in the first draw. Yeah. And then they ended up with Atletico, yeah. which is easier, but still not. It's easy. Not, no, it's not easy. Yeah. Uh, but then PSG got Real Madrid, which is hilarious. And, and what happened? Two was, pretty scummy clubs. There was some sort of weird thing where. Well, UEFA, UEFA got an external software provider, apparently, and they had a guy speak from UEFA who was getting the information and then speaking to the ear of the person doing the draw. And apparently, the first couple of draws came out, they were fine. The third one involved Villarreal. Atletico would take, Chelsea would take Atletico's thing, weren't they? And someone else yeah, would put, yeah. put in and they got United in. No. Because you can't, if you've qualified for the group stage. Oh, like Villarreal, sorry, we'll put United in. Yeah, and they it. couldn't get, yeah, and then. Yeah. It's, it's about the connotations. It's a jungling yeah. act, basically. You can't get cut. Got to go, got to go. Yes, yes. Round it off. Give me one Thanks. second. <laughs> you can't get te- team to your country. You can't get team to your group. So in it's like, yeah, in the, yeah, yeah. So it's around there. And um, a couple of shenanigans occurred. And essentially... And it happened in Europa League as well. They had some sort of shit going on around there as well. There were some sort of major issues. They redid the draw. And Real Madrid got PSG, which is hilarious. And whoever gets knocked out of that will be hilarious. Who, who's surprised? Real Madrid have made a complaint about it. <laughs> Who knew? It's up there with the Verstappen uh, <laughs> Hamilton kind of uh, issues. Yeah. Anyway, that's it really. Um, so let's see what happens in the next week. We'll do a review. We've got a couple of exciting guests coming up. We'll do a review. Me. There is a game. <laughs> it's not you. And in the meantime, that's pretty much it for this episode. So, Peter, stand or fall. Up the Albion. Sports Social Podcast Network.